0: Hello and welcome to episode 175 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode we have reviews of Strange Adventures 7 and Rorschach 3 by DC Comics. Your creative team on Strange Adventures is tom king writer mitch jarrett's and evan doc shaner on art with clayton kyle's letters your creative team on rorschach is tom king writer jorge is on art dave stewart on colors and again clayton kyle's on letters this is your spoiler alert for strange adventures one through seven rorschach one through three hbo's Watchmen from 2019 and the Watchmen series from 1986 this is matt and i'm joined by constructing comics co-host noah hey there so Noah, this is uh, I guess the the start of the second arc of Strange Adventures and sort of uh, a nice midway point, uh, uh, or not quite midway point, but sort of maybe getting close to the end of a, a first act of, of Rorschach. So before we take a deep dive as we normally do, why don't you uh, lead us off with some of your initial thoughts and you can, Let's just do your initial thoughts on Strange Adventures right now, and then when we transition over to Rorschach, we'll, we'll do a, like a brief overview review before the uh, deep dive.
1: I like how this issue really sort of uh, threw me for a loop. I thought that maybe they were trying to trying to set up that like Adam was morally gray or possibly on the sort of wrong side of things in those first six issues. And uh, this issue sort of gives credence to some of those ideas. And now we know officially that he is morally gray. Mm
0: -hmm. So I
1: like that it went there. Um, I was afraid that they were going to be too beholden to sort of like a DC character and not maybe push him to a a darker place morally. But I'm guessing they probably had uh, more freedom to do that with this, which is sort of like the D-list DC character. So i'm glad that they're sort of leaning into that and they're maybe going a little darker mm-hmm. um or at least they're not holding up they're not letting up on the darkness of it all and then um yeah so i really liked it i really like the pacing of this issue is very intense um a lot had had a lot of good revelations in it what, what were your thoughts
0: yeah i think it was sort of the most sort of uh uh mind effing uh issue of the series and you know we've had yeah. a lot of we've had a lot of sort of as we've been reading the first six like is this real is this person telling us the truth and this sort of kind of played on that that theme of like or is what you're seeing um either through somebody telling a story is that truthful or is somebody sort of not quite giving you the full story so this sort of played on that and almost sort of ratcheted it up quite a bit yeah, definitely. All right. So starting off, we we sort of have this aerial battle um between Strange and and this being. Is this is this being a um one of the picks? Yep. So this is the uh this is sort of the the mid- no, sorry. This is the sort of the Evan Shaner sort of clean classic sort of you know, superheroy pages to to start off. No, oh, this and is then- Jared's Oh, this is Jared dirt? starting us off. With the okay. Grit. Yeah, with the people exploding. Okay. Yeah. Very okay. Yes, thank you. Um, I should. Have, yeah that, that makes total sense. I I, I totally misspoke there, but uh, it's sort of the this aerial scene, and it's a lot of again, it's the the three wide panels we've seen, uh, the the beats. But what did you think about how this started off? Very cool.
1: I, I like anytime. I like sort of uh, classic Western showdowns and especially when they're done well and uh, Western comics aren't as mainstream as I would like them to be. And I like how sometimes when, when comics can make a, a good sort of do like a good Western scene or something like that. So I really liked how the pacing was in this, in this issue, in this first part with the, with the showdown. The, the word balloons are placed really well so that your eye spends enough time and it, it draws out the suspense and
0: tension. Uh, it, it's good. I really like it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we, we've talked a lot about pacing and, uh, you know, we have a lot of the the same size panels in and in a format that we're very familiar with with this book. But also one thing they do here is that the that the speech from the, the pick is not, Um, translated for us so like we look at it um, but we know that we can't read it so we we sort of uh, progress through those panels even faster so it's sort of like you know I can't decipher what that says I know he's saying something I get a little bit of a hint of what he possibly said by the the you know the return that that strains gives him but that the non-translating of the of the alien speech it also sort of speeds the pacing up
1: yeah, it does. And one thing I'm looking at this looking at right now is um I guess when he when uh Strange shoots the guy, mm-hmm. we don't know if the other guy went for his gun or if Strange just executes him, which sort of adds to the morally gray aspect of things. Like it's all the it's that really far wide shot.
0: So we can yeah. really
1: see what's happening.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a good point. Yeah, the 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 two pages before the 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 shot is fired. You know, we sort of have that classic old west hip gun on the on the hip hand nearby. But then when we we go out on the or then when we flip the page, we only see strange's hand and he's you know it has more contact with with the the handle of the gun, um, and we sort of get a a facial shot of the of the of the being. Um, and then there's a shot. so that's a that's a good point. It's still that sort of gray area that's that's being pushed.
1: Yeah, and I like how not seeing the other side of the conversation, we can interpret what Strange is saying in in a sort of a more threatening uh, sort of ominous way. not ominous, mm-hmm. ominous ominous for his, more of his character, like almost like he's trying to cover something up
0: that's happened so he's and, yeah but he's also sort of on the on the very first page he's sort of like responding uh to to a call like with like radio signals so yeah. do you think a lot of what he's saying is just because he might know that somebody's listening on the other side of the, oh i didn't uh,
1: think about other,
0: that the other side of the radio so he's sort of um playing the, the maybe he's playing more of a heroic sort of role for whoever's on the other side of the radio yeah that's a good point i didn't think about that yeah so he is shot i i enjoyed the uh the callback to the pew pew uh sound effect that we 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 had uh uh i think that was issue one when they were sitting on the steps of the uh the lincoln memorial and uh strange sort of does the pew pew with his with his finger guns so uh that was a lot of fun yeah that is fun um, but then when the the episode or not the episode the, the the issue gets it gets really strange is this uh this last uh panel um as as he's flying away uh, where we sort of switch scenes so uh why don't you talk about this this scene switch that we have here yeah this is the evan doc
1: shaner uh or just doc shaner stuff mm-hmm. and uh this is he's being tortured by this uh i don't know this like uh this guy that works for the Picts, and he, he we we find out later more about who he is, but um, he's trying to uh, is he trying to get information out of him, or is he just trying to torture him? Um, yeah,
0: yeah I, I i don't I don't think it's made too too clear here. You sort of, at least for my my first read, it felt more like he was, uh, if he was getting information out of him, he was sort of. Doing it and, and enjoying by by torturing him, it sort of yeah. seems like he's he's torturing him and he uh, you know he's he's enjoying himself while he does it. Yeah, he's like a sadistic
1: hippie mm-hmm. basically, and he's he's kind of giving him this like uh, he's sort of zapping uh, strange with uh, almost like the 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 zeta ray mm-hmm. and just transporting him all throughout these like weird psycho like weird like psychedelic realms through the whole book um all in the meantime we're flashing back to the mitch jared sequences where it's all very gritty and the the aliens are starting to show up
0: yeah um yeah so we do have sort of the 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 trippy uh psychedelic sort of three panel page but as like you said uh uh we we then switch to the sort of the the gritty uh, street level um, attack scenes with, with, with Batman there. Um, again, it's sort of that that same, we, I guess we sort of we slow down at the the impactful moment when we see um, the the individual with the behind all of the sort of, uh, you know, torture and, and sending, uh, strange to different sort of projections and stuff like that we, we slow down there for for like a two-thirds of a page panel but then we go back into that sort of wide panel three beats and where we're sort of in that same sort of action flow
1: yeah exactly and there's a lot of sort of um the uh, like abstract dialogue and abstract images going on here so like yeah like there's well like and then like also time is working differently for adam strange in this moment so like time isn't passing at the same rate that it's passing for the guy torturing
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, adam strange as it is passing for adam and then there's the uh, i looked it up on i just googled uh, some just basic sign language stuff on the scene where it's like the hand talking Okay. Yeah, the hands popping back up and all that the hands are spelling out is just have a nice day um so there there's that little tidbit for people who could just look it up on google but you know i had fun looking up my basic sign language alphabet
0: nice no that's uh that's uh i wouldn't have thought to to take that level of analysis so that's that's helpful um so uh, like you said we're, we're back through this sort of trippy sort of falling in and out of different different places time is acting acting strange sort of reality is, is acting strange and so uh this sort of again leads us to this what is real what what is what is not real um part of of what's going on here um I think this was a pretty big change for the book because you know before uh, uh, before this there was a lot of, uh, Strange and Alana sort of, almost like glamorous noir stuff, and then there was a lot of like sort of, traditional sort of Flash Gordon sort of sci-fi stuff with, with Strange going off planet, but this was sort of a, a break from all of that.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh. Yeah, I have no
0: words. <laughs> like it's yeah. So the the it uh, it goes back to this individual who's who's torturing Strange. Um they 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 have, you know, more of a conversation um that sort of gives us more insight, but then we go back to um Strange and Alana sort of uh you know, in a, staying in a place, uh, you know, an apartment, a, a hotel room, um, and they're, and they're talking things through, we get a, a really big, uh, two page splash of them sort of relaxing uh, on the couch, um, that, that slows us down. Uh, what do you, what do you think about this sequence here?
1: I think, uh, Adam looks a lot like army hammer <laughs> in these scenes. Um, and, uh, no, I, I really like this. Uh, I like the conversation they have. Uh, Tom King's really good at writing romantic dialogue between couples, you know, to where you really believe their relationship and sort of how they operate without it falling into too cliched uh, dialogue, you know, like, I, I think that's, that, that's, what's always really cool. So uh, I like this sort of the, the honesty they have with each other. Mm-hmm. throughout their, their discussion and of course we, we, we cut back to after just this short you know after this double splash and then there's a nine panel grid of them talking uh, once it cuts back to the Doc Shaner portion of all this stuff you you get more romantic uh, classic romanticism I guess which is an interesting contrast to have this gritty nine panel grid on the left side and then this sort of sweeping fantasy, you know, on the right side.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know the the color patterns there again. It's sort of the the glowing yellows of you know, Strange and Alana sort of being in like a well lit, warm, sort of comfortable place. And then as we go, it's you know, crisp, cool, sort of uh you can sort of feel the the air and the atmosphere and the the open sort of you know classical stuff that uh shaner's doing there yeah definitely and of, of course we
1: find out that i think this is just another uh yeah this is just one more stop before he gets zapped back into the torture chamber
0: yeah and they they do that pretty interesting um uh, the you, you can see sort of uh, you know he has a, a moment to talk with uh, the the with his wife and and the, and, and their daughter um, but their faces sort of you know they're they're in shock but there's a glow sort of a different sort of glow coming off of their faces that we mm-hmm. haven't seen before and as we see uh, from the from the next page, uh, we can see why that glow might be like, coming off of them. Um, I'm wondering if that would have worked better as a uh, as a as a page turn, but yeah. uh, I, I guess at,
1: at the same time, maybe it it works fine here because we've been hit with so much heavy visuals, mm-hmm. you know, already that uh, maybe I think the the sort of brilliance of that that first that one page turn. And it's a double page splash of just them sitting on the couch is sort of a way of subverting expectations, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's not something wild and crazy. Like we've had issues like that already where like we turned the page and it was a double page splash of the most like beautiful sci-fi planets and stuff like that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Maybe that's just a good way of subverting expectations so that we don't turn the page and just get hit with more visuals like we have we already have had that too in here where we flip the page and all of a sudden we're transported into another realm but
0: yeah that's yeah. a that's a good point i mean at this point this might be the third or fourth time strange has sort of popped in and out of a uh, you know an environment or, or a timeline so it's sort of uh while effective it's sort of lost that sort of that trick it's almost like a countdown like you know this happens it's going to happen again but we don't really need to take up you know the real estate or the you know the, the the page turn there yeah okay so we're getting near the 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 end of this issue um as as we've stated uh strange has sort of popped out of that uh that uh uh meeting with his with his wife and daughter uh, with a pretty gruesome shot of his uh, brainstem not uh, connected or you know his his skull has sort of exploded so uh, that was pretty those are pretty cool visuals and and the coloring there is again that sort of psychedelic is this real you know what's going on here? Uh, more conversation between these two i I feel like we still don't know. What this uh, what this guy's you know motives here are. So we you know halfway through, um, a little bit more than halfway through, we're still figuring things out.
1: Well, he says at one point, um, the, the the torturing guy, you mean, right? Mm-hmm. He says that uh, they that the Picts told him if that the Picts came into his village and killed everyone in it except for him, and mm-hmm. kept him alive and tortured him. And then they said that they would kill him if he tortured Adam Strange, and so he's sort of like, uh, oh, what's it what's it called? I guess uh, when you're like you're sort of on your last legs, and he's sort of happy about it. I can't remember, but like you know, he's just sort of he knows he's going to die. Yeah, but he's relieved by that fact. You know, the sort of like morbid relief. Um, and so he's he's taking enjoyment because he knows the more he tortures him, the closer he gets to being released from the torture that he's in. Um, yeah, but then, yeah, then we cut back to Strange and Alana talking and, and Strange reveals that we're going all the way back to the first issue when there was that guy that started all this controversy was in the bookstore and brought up sort of the, the genocide that adam strange possibly committed Mm -hmm. and uh apparently adam went to go confront the guy and killed him um because he which he thinks that he he says that he was a picked spy um but we don't know for sure if that's the case i guess unless do you believe him
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, this book has made it so difficult to, to, to believe anybody. Um, it's sort of, the other thing is, is, uh, so he's gone through so much trauma and trauma and, and, uh, and torture at the hands of the picks or what he believes is at the hands of the picks. Like he would be on edge for this kind of thing. And it would be very easy for him um, just due to, I'm not a, not a, you know, he would very easily could be pushed this way. So then you're also like, is it real? Is it not real? Which it continues to, to push those boundaries. So, you know, this is the seventh issue. So we get, we tie back to that first, uh, but we still have, I guess we have the, 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 part of the question answered, we, but we don't have all of the question answered. So that's, that's sort of good sort of one through 12 story art telling. So yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. It was, it was good to get some answers even though if they're not complete answers and you're not sure if you can trust what everybody's telling you,
1: but uh, I, I, I like that. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I like what you said there. Yeah. And then um, we do get a good page turn after that conversation and uh, it's that splash page of the the guy torturing Adam and Adam uh, looking out this sort of uh, window into space um, at looking at Ran mm-hmm. while the Picts are invading um, I really love this page I really love how the lettering is laid out and it follows sort of the arc of the circle mm-hmm. that's just good uh, it's good lettering yeah
0: yeah. Cause that, that could be very difficult to, to letter, uh, you know, that many, I mean, I guess it looks like a lot of word balloons because it's one page, but if that was a, you know, a three panel page or a four panel page, it wouldn't look like a lot of balloons, but yeah, you sort of, uh, and it also, it also sort of the, the curvature of it around the window sort of leads leads your eye. you know, it's, uh, epic battle scene from out of out a window and then the way it leads us it leads us down to the to the two characters uh viewing it so it's sort of like one you know spaceships uh invading a planet and then sort of another beat towards the bottom as you follow the word balloons. it's like another beat you know two dudes looking out the window taking taking us all in and it probably means two different things to both of those guys
1: yeah and one thing that just occurred to me right here and maybe this is getting a little meta and a little deep but if this guy torturing adam represents a part of adam in some way and you know like it sort of is sort of fits within the story that like there are two sides to him there's sort of this heroic side and there's the sadistic side you know And um, both are sort of like torturing each other in a Mm -hmm. way, you know, or like one is going to be the release for the other or something like that maybe. And then he kind of like becomes sadistic by the end, by killing the guy who's been torturing him. And uh, yeah, maybe it just fits within sort of the duality. Like they almost look similar, you know, Mm -hmm. the guy torturing him and Adam himself and they sort of like are, yeah i don't
0: know no i i i like what you're saying there it's sort of uh you know a lot of these these characters might see a little bit of themselves in these these other characters um so making them sort of look very similar probably plays into that um but as you said the, the the book ends with uh with Strange snapping his neck and, and proclaiming, I am the hero of two worlds. Um, and, and that's how, how this issue ends. With all the Picts standing around him and they're not
1: like reacting or anything like that to him killing him, which I think makes us assume that they were trying to push him over the edge with this. Um, but for mm-hmm. what purpose and what end, we do not know. Find that out in the next five issues
0: yeah so again um probably no secret to anybody that uh uh we enjoyed it and we're 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 in for the mystery and uh we're in for 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 following um and uh excited to see how this uh continues so all right so that's going to take us to to rorschach three um let's do do the do the initial thoughts and then we'll we'll do the 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 deep dive so uh what are your initial thoughts on on this book uh issue three of Rorschach
1: um I've got I don't know like I this is where it got really like I think I I loved it because this is where it was like this is a Watchmen story Mm -hmm. you know this issue sort of solidified it. Like the first two issues, you could be like, this is a really good detective story. But then this one, it's like, oh, this is a Watchmen story completely. With how, with the, with where it goes, it, yeah, it goes places that I think I, on first reading, I sort of had like was very solemn afterwards where I was like, oh, yeah. And I think it really also just sort of touches on maybe. A lot that's happened this year and sort of the people that have been sort of outspoken about things like it's sort of i don't know it hit home i think for me at least um yeah like i think it was like being one of the last new books i read in 2020 i was like yeah this definitely (laughs) reminds me of where we've been (laughs) you know
0: yeah um you know, it's, it's the third issue. Um, it's certainly going to go and set up, uh, more story. Um, and it gives us insight into, is it, is it Laura? Is that the, the, the girl? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I enjoyed it. Um, we, we, we start off with, uh, uh, Rorschach and Laura at, uh, at a graveyard and she's telling a story about, uh, you know, this town where the, the mine collapsed and the, and the horrors that uh, followed afterwards. Um, But then we cut to, to our detective and he's, you know, sort of reading the, the journal. Um, What do you think about the way this started off? It was very, it was very similar to how like 2019
1: Watchmen sort of started out the, the TV show, Mm -hmm. you know, framing it all in sort of this historical context, you know, And that sort of has its roots, I guess, in Watchmen as well. Like there's always sort of this uh, historical things. And I think that's more like issue two of Watchmen. The original series has sort of the historical backdrop of like Vietnam and uh, the Manhattan Project and uh, a lot of stuff. So there's always this like, well, when you're setting out to do a a Watchmen story, history has to be a part of it Mm -hmm. in some way or another. So having this real world history fits perfectly within the world. And uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, I I thought you had said earlier about how, like, this was the last book you read of of 2020 and it sort of made you think about sort of uh, the state of our, our world in this sort of fictional 2020 that's set, um, in, in the watchman universe and i think you get a lot of that through the dialogue between the waitress in this diner yeah and and the detective who's just kind of maybe it's the only restaurant in town or or or, or what but he's just sort of trying to go through the notes she doesn't have a lot of business so she's sort of making small talk with with him and you can sort of get some political overtones about the way she might feel about things, but she's not uh, coming out and in, in directly saying them. So uh, I could see where you could get that, that 2020 sort of vibe there. Yeah. And then also just sort of the, yeah,
1: the, 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 the illogical, I guess, paranoia of it all, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the, the fear mongering and the, like I guess just sort of like it's sort of it's sort of a good um I guess a good warning to like how we influence like the younger generation you know sure. and that that I think that's sort of like it's sort of a good sort of exploration of that as well where it's like you know you like how, wh- what do you involve your your kids in and clearly this is like <laughs> like don't do this with your kids that kind of thing obviously but like it is maybe a good exploration of that too, where it's like, you know, what you do really does affect the next generation and how they, you know, how they're brought up. Um, but I like this sort of framing device of like Laura almost talking to us, the reader, you Mm -hmm. know, instead of it just being all told through, uh, like narration boxes. I I really like that a lot. And, um, Then like it's it's all still from the perspective of the detective, and he's just filling in the gaps or imagining things, which also sort of fits within sort of the Watchmen uh, idea because like so much of what Watchmen is about is like the subjectivity of events, you know, and what people are just perceiving. And then like as you go through the the book, you fill in the gaps of what those events were, and like the context is sort of filled out Mm -hmm. with certain things like the like the famous map burning scene in Watchmen, like when all the, the new, when the like dollar bill, not dollar bill, but um, I think it's like Captain Terrific or something like that is trying to get the new Minutemen started. And then the comedian lights the map on fire. And then there's like everyone just sort of like different perspectives of that scene and sort of what was all happening at that time. And, you know, you sort of find out about it as it goes that's just one example, but there's a lot of that in the original Watchmen. It's all about perspective, so I like that in this, where that, you know, uh, part of it is just from Laura's perspective, her telling a story, but another part of it is um, just the detective filling in the gaps.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like how you put that. It was a clever way of of telling uh, a backstory or a flashback without it um, being sort of you know a straight flashback like somebody saying, hey let me tell you about the time this happened so yeah um i like that and and you did sort of point out that this was sort of the repercussions of of the way that uh that she was raised um we we see you know sort of the the i guess the the doomsday prepper that that her father is um which is you know we, we had a lot of folks that had bunkers in the uh the, the the tv show so it would make it would make sense that uh anybody that had a sort of uh inkling to to be a doomsday prepper you put them in a, a watchman universe where squids can fall from the sky um you know show up in you know, take out uh, people with psychic blast, uh, they, they would have a pretty robust uh, bunker.
1: Yeah, this is just sort of like the uh, extension of sort of what was going on with Looking Glass in that show. Um, like there's definitely like a group of people who definitely market towards these paranoid people. Um, and again, but at the same time though, I shouldn't say that because in this world, it's not too far of a stretch to be paranoid about something like that. Very, yeah. um, obviously there's, there's wrong ways of going about it which Laura's dad is wrong
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, basically telling his daughter that he uh, loved his wife but then his wife started acting differently and he assumed it was because a squid was taking over her mind so he killed her yes. and that's twisted and then that comes back into play but I didn't notice this so there's the great you know there's there there's them going down into the basement right mm-hmm. Turn the page and there's that splash with all the weapons and things um and then on her shirt is the gunga diner which is a re- which is a easter egg from the Watchmen book so that's that's a that's an ongoing thing that's like where everybody meets up in, in okay. Watchmen, like where Lori and uh and Dan have, uh, go out and things like that. And, uh, Rorschach's there a couple of times watching people on the street. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's a good pull. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have, uh, made that connection. Uh, but I, I appreciate your, your encyclopedic knowledge of, of, of Watchmen to, to fill that in for us. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think one of the, we like, uh you know you, you we, we talked about how the the father calmly explains to to the daughter that he that he killed her her mother because the squid was taking over uh or he believes the squid was taking over her mind which is just sort of such it's just it's such a weird exchange but then the fact that the the daughter just sort of like doesn't break down or she's just like okay yeah dad uh I, I i understand where where you're coming from i'm gonna be i'm gonna take this i'm gonna remain calm cool and and collective here so that's just you know it's a blind um, allegiance
1: of a child right like just uh yeah like just just goes along with it because that's all she knows is her she all she knows to all she knows to trust is her dad that's just a cool detail you know um but also maybe just shows how desensitized she is to extremist ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it'll be interesting to sort of see cause um, I don't know if they've explained sort of where like Robert Redford is sort of, I guess seen as the more like left leaning candidate. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, the Turley guy is supposed to be the sort of like right wing sort of savior of the U S kind of guy. But and it seems like Laura was sort of raised right wing, but they were trying to assassinate the right. And that's another something that's also sort of inner inner cut in between the sequences like uh of the detective sitting in the diner and then reading the diary is her with her rifle at the the political rally comes mm-hmm. at the beginning of the book where she was supposedly there to assassinate Turley. So this sort of this book sort of threw a wrench in that idea that like maybe if like if she was sort of grown up in the sort of like alt-right conspiracy theorists you know and like sort of the, the the that like her ideas sort of aligned with the uh the sort of waitress at the diner but was she really there to kill Turley or was she there to kill someone else you know that kind of thing like yeah that's sort of like all of these questions started raising or like how did she get from being like so far right to maybe like what 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 is is Charlie up to something that's no good yeah,
0: yeah. no that's yeah i I I, uh, I agree with you there and that's uh that's an it, you know it's I maybe it's something that'll be answered maybe maybe not um, we sort of continue the 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 training regiment uh, that's you know uh, uh, sort of getting more and more intense as, as we go. Um, and, and we just see sort of how she's developing skills, how she's sort of um, becoming, you know, uh, you know, one of the, the better skilled people here. And the, and the father also often taunts sort of the guys that he's, that he's training about how they're being beat by this, this, this little girl who's so much more skilled and better than they are at, at, at things here.
1: Yeah, I like that and I love the the detail of the dad shoving squids in her face. Um uh, to prepare her mentally.
0: Yeah, I I you know, we we've talked about how much we we enjoyed the 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 HBO the series and that was I that was it was just sort of like, oh okay, that's 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 great. I I just really enjoyed that just sort of letting me know that this is uh, this is taking part in the you know the 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 part of the the timeline where you know Ozymandias is, is still dropping squids periodically just to sort of keep people in check that you know another big squid invasion may happen at, at any time so I enjoyed that as well yeah I enjoyed that and
1: then um, I thought uh, then uh,
0: just to move forward in the book and maybe
1: you thought the same thing but um when the guy is uh, puts the bottle on top of his head. Um, Even though I could see how it ended, I was sort of like, I was like, Oh no, is someone going to get shot in the head? That kind of thing right here. Uh, That's how good this story is is that like, even though I could read down a little bit, I could, I was still sort of on edge with the idea of someone shooting a bottle off of someone else's head. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also it shows how good of a marksman she is that age 12 that she shot yeah like was able to shoot a, a bottle off of a guy's head um but then there's another watchman reference on the next page over where the waitress is uh smoking and she's smoking out of one of those uh like bowl things um mm-hmm. that everybody uses in the watchman graphic novel um everybody uses those things uh
0: yeah oh okay Cool. Yeah, the 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 detective sort of steps out to to get some air after sort of, you know, reading these intense entries in the journal, and, and that's where we see the the waitress smoking. Um. But then we sort of uh, we continue um, with with the storyline, and uh, I guess sort of uh, as the pace picks up, the the big thing is is that the that the the father um tells her that uh she needs to she needs to she needs to shoot him um does he believe that his mind is being taken over by the squids and that's why he wants it done okay so and just sort of again cool and calmly uh she sort of takes takes that as as something that is, that it could happen that another father's telling her the truth, and she uh, she takes them out. Um, these are two nine panel pages, um, and one with a lot of dialogue that that sort of slows us down. Uh, but then you know the right facing page next to it is another nine panel grid uh, with a very little dialogue that that we move through very very quickly uh um, what do you think about the pacing there love it yeah i love
1: the pacing and this is just yeah uh this is great and again um it, it's sort of the idea of um suspense i guess so like you've probably heard this about like alfred hitchcock said that like uh you like real suspense is, isn't like just people sitting at a table and then a bomb goes off mm-hmm It's telling the audience there's a bomb under the table and then watching these people have a conversation in anticipation, knowing that the bomb is going to go off, you know, and you even have like the ticking clock and stuff like that. So they may even have an idea of when it's going to go off, you know, but that's good suspense. Mm -hmm. I think of that with this page right here with the, the dad talking to the daughter. We know because we're looking at the whole page right here, how it's going to end. But reading through this adds to this suspense and this dread um leading up to him being shot. And that's brilliant. And then, of course, taking the time to get twisted, obviously, with like her going through the process of of making it seem like a suicide is just next level dark. Mm-hmm. And then um yeah, like it's sort of interesting, then she sort of uh, addresses inside her, the journal, but also to us, the reader, that uh, why she's bringing up these historical examples of the mine. So she brings up two examples where there was a lot of people that went into this mine in this town, and they all died, like hundreds of people died in this accident. And then they reopened the mine again, and then not too long later, more people died in the mine, but people just kept going back to it. Mm-hmm. And then she says something like, my dad said that it wasn't all that bad, you know, and uh, that's sort of where she's sort of like the disillusionment has clearly worn off on her in some ways. Um, yeah, and, like she sort of, I guess, sort of recognizes maybe that like, everything's sort of framed by how your parents tell them tell it to you that kind of thing. And uh, yeah it's
0: interesting yeah i I agree with you and then they do this thing where i think we saw this in in issue two where in the nine panel grid um when uh when rorschach um or even maybe he wasn't in costume he was in the he was just myers at the time was beating up the uh the guy in his building laura and myers slash rorschach is it myerson Myerson. Yeah. Yeah. Myerson are and Laura are sort of walking through together through the nine yeah. panels and that they do that. They do that here on the right facing page. And then as as we turn, um, they're sort of walking out of the, 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 the top two thirds of the page. They're sort of walking out of it and then they're walking what makes it appear that they're walking into the diner. Um, So this is, again, a time where where Meyerson and Laura are sort of walking in and out of those two nine or nine page nine panel grids together so that that they've done that before. So that's um, interesting. Yeah, I think
1: that also sort of works. And I guess sort of what's interesting is sort of the like we kind of see hints that Laura is being sort of like recognizing her disillusionment. Um, But then also then she says that the squid has always been here you know, and they have to stop it. Mm-hmm. So there might be still some paranoia there, but then we flip over to maybe them walking in and out is sort of supposed to represent sort of the detective's mindset and how he views them mm-hmm. is that he's just following them everywhere that they go, you know, or just watching like them come and go as they like, you know, just sort of going through the motions of things. Um, And then in the end, he sort of has this like uh internal conversation with them um, in the diner um, with Rorschach's back turned to him and then of course Rorschach turns to him and asks him what he sees Um, I thought that was really cool Uh,
0: yeah Yeah, I liked it as well it's sort of like he's uh, metaphorically like on their trail um, but uh, while they're not sort of as he's able to sort of go back and sort of place the the timeline together even though he's not sort of uh literally like in that that you know that moment of time he's able to sort of be in that moment of time with them as he's investigating the case and they just sort of have this sort of not real conversation where they're they're sort of together, but not really together. So it, it's just sort of playing off of that. Like I'm piecing everything together. I'm following you. I'm tracking you, even though I, in, in, on the timeline that I'm on, I can't, I can't catch you because you know, you, you're, you're both dead as of the end of, of issue one, but here I, I can track you and I can catch you
1: yeah i like that a lot yeah and i guess the word, the words uh the phrase i was looking for was like tracing their steps like retracing their steps mm-hmm. so maybe that's what all the walking is about um yeah i love that and i love how yeah you might you might be seeing sort of a breakdown in his psyche the deeper he goes into this into this case
0: mm-hmm.
1: um which I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe if seeing if what, if the uh, learning more about the detective, I guess, will be really cool because right now we don't know much about him. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see like uh, what's revealed about him in the next couple of issues, because now we're sort of getting an idea of how his mind works and um, how he, how he pieces things together.
0: Yeah. So he closes the, 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 the journal um, in the middle of the, uh, uh, of the last page, which is sort of, uh, almost like the, the, the book is, this issue was is closing for, for us. Um, uh, but then we just sort of get that red, uh, four panel sweeping, um, image of, of, of Laura lying, um, dead, um, uh, as she was shot at the, uh, at the end of, of issue one. So, yeah. um, while this was sort of a uh, filling in the backstory and, and, and a character study of, of Laura, um, which I think you needed sort of at almost at like the the, the midpoint, you know, uh, I guess two gave us a lot of the background on on Meyerson. Um, so do you think maybe uh, in, in some way they'll give us a little bit of, uh, background into the the detective on on one of these
1: yeah i would hope so i hope they would do like a fearful symmetry issue for him you know uh where we get sort of a background or we get a an issue where they we get sort of a motivation about why is he why does this case mean something to him you know Um, why is it important? It'd be cool to sort of contrast his life with their lives at some point in time. Uh, Yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. This issue is really, really, really well crafted and it really speaks to sort of the times we're in and uh, but also plays really well with uh, the rest of of the story. And I think maybe that sort of playing into the times that we're in fits within sort of the greater Watchmen storytelling as well you know that's what made 2019 watchmen so good is that it played upon a lot of the fear of the time that we were in that we are in right now and this book seems to be doing something similar but also the original watchmen book fed into sort of the cold war fear of the time as well you know the the nuclear sort of the, the nuclear threat was hanging over everyone's head and that played a big part into it so I really liked how this issue sort of cemented that as being sort of, this is a book of the times, but also that fits within sort of the larger Watchmen story. So I think it's great that we got, hopefully we'll have two good Watchmen sequels in within a year of each other almost. Um, and uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, in the past, we've sort of talked about how, um, And I don't think it's any secret. I think he's been pretty open about it on other other podcasts is that Tom King works through issues, uh, you know, personal issues or, you know, issues that are that affect him, but probably affect nearly every every person, you know, uh, there's a love story in uh, Mr. Miracle. There's, you know, dealing with uh with having children in Mr. Miracle. And we talked a lot a bit at the beginning of Strange Adventures, how how much maybe the interactions uh Strange was having with with fans at the signing might have been sort of him working through issues of you know, being the guy on Batman for so many years and and having people coming up and either telling him his story was great or you even have the people who have the balls to go up to people at a con and tell them that that their stories suck and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And and, also
1: like, yeah, the accusations that you're ruining something or that you're killing something and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: And, you know, again, it's no secret. uh, You can listen to any sort of, podcast or any sort of you know statement that that tom king has put out that he's very critical of the president of the united states yeah and and going through dealing with the president of the united states um and in 2020 would have to impact the way that you sort of tell stories and how you you deal with things you know it's hard to take um, events from the from the real world and not have the influence your, your storytelling so that's probably a big factor here And you know i love what with both of these issues and both of these series is
1: sort of the it captures the uncertainty of the times mm-hmm. and i remember hearing an interview with tom king back when mr miracle was coming out and that's sort of what he wanted to do with that book was capture sort of the the distrust of everything and I think that's what he does best. And I think Mr. Miracle is one of like the greatest graphic novels written in the last decade. And then these two sort of capture that spirit as well, where it's just this severe distrust of reality and everything going on, you know, and, uh, uneasiness, I guess is a good way of saying it too. Like both of these books is such a overwhelming sense of uneasiness throughout them. it's really good. And it really, like I said, it really captures the times and it, it's, uh, it's kind of comforting in a way though, because I think these books sort of like, like you said, Tom King will work, through like, you know, it works through issues that we all have, you know? So mm-hmm. we're all, it kind of feels good to read these books because we know, Oh, we're not alone in this feeling that we're having right now. And that was sort of what was great about Mr. Miracle was whether like I didn't, I don't have kids, but I I understood the sense of uneasiness and distrust, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it spoke to me. And I think that's why these books speak to you, to us as well Is just that it just is uh it seems like Tom King is really tuned into a, a primal fear, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, that, uh, that, yeah, it, it just seems like it would make a lot of sense for, for, for that uh, to be the case. Awesome. Well, I think that that was a pretty, uh, pretty decent uh, deep dive into those two books. Yeah. Um, so, we will probably not, 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 that's, that's a misstatement. Uh, we definitely will be uh, reviewing the the next two issues when they, when they come out, hopefully in the, in the next month. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, do you have any, any final thoughts as we close up? Nope. Awesome. All right. So uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you could please give us a rating and review on the podcasting service you use, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter at ConstructComPod, Instagram is ConstructingComicsPod, Facebook and YouTube is Comics. We'll have links to all of that stuff in the, uh, the show notes if you want to just sort of click on those links. But uh, I'd like to thank everybody uh, for listening. Please uh, be nice to each other. Uh, Go out there and make some comics and be safe and look out for a possible squid attack. Later.